Bum bum bam bum bum bam bum 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 Watch out, you might go under. Thing twice. <laughs> <laughs> this is I don't know the words. We're the Wugga Wugga Podcast. We're in Disturbia, Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. Somewhere Rihanna feels icky and she doesn't know why. We're back. Rihanna's in California. Oh. She just woke up this morning, like in yeah. a cold sweat. In a cold sweat. <laughs> like it's what like is happening? Darkness is the light. Disturbia. Are oh we scaring you tonight? We are. Mm-hmm. We are scaring them for sure. Oh my goodness! Welcome back to the What the What We're podcast. Back. We're back. We're back. Woo! Guess who's We're back? Woo! Back again. Tell a friend. My name is Eric Creech. On my left, I have Ashley Brain. On my right, I have Kyle Whitley. And we are excited for the first episode of our new holiday-themed season. So if you're listening, you are probably wondering, like, where have y'all been for the last two months? And fair question. Fair, fair question. Uh, very fair, fair question. question. I've been at home. We've been work. watching every single Marvel TV show. Mm. Every single one. <laughs> We've done so much uh, with Marvel. I watched... Um, uh, the People versus O.J. Simpson. like that's, wow. That took up a week last week. Okay, uh, totally different direction. It but, is, okay. very much. Me and Ivy have been watching Friends. We're in season three now. Nice. Um, so out of ten, we're getting halfway through season three now. Nice. Um, but yeah, we took a break. We took a little hiatus. Um, a lot of good things in life are happening to all of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, the weekly grind of the podcasting game was, you know, we just needed a little bit of a break. Mm-hmm. Um, so we formulated a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and we came up with the idea of doing season, uh, themed seasons, uh, that would drop, um, you know, in eight to 12 episode increments. Um, and then we take another short little hiatus preparing for the next season. And, uh, so the first season we landed on was the holiday themed season where we're going to be talking about Halloween. Uh, we have a Thanksgiving episode in there, some Christmas episodes, even a new year's episode as well. Mm-hmm. Um, all of this coming over the next uh, 8 to 12 weeks, depending on how many episodes we end up doing. Um, so that's where we've been for the past two months, just taking a little break. Um, but this is officially episode 101. Although episode 100 never really got posted on the podcast feed. So if you missed that one, go check out our Facebook uh, page. Mm-hmm. Uh, check out our Facebook Live we did on that. We did it on Monday night. Uh, in early August, and you can listen to our 100th episode exclusively on Facebook. It was really good. Mm-hmm. We really enjoyed it. We had some good questions uh, come in from people, and um, we explained what was going to be happening next for the podcast, and here we are. Mm-hmm. And um, here we are. Here we are. I'm also going to try to get it up on YouTube. So Possibly, yes. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. It might be a Christmas present for y'all one day. Exactly. So, episode 200. We'll replay Wait, are we doing that Christmas album? We need I hope to. so. We're also possibly doing the Christmas bracket, like a mm-hmm. Christmas... Uh, Greatest toy of all time. That would be a Facebook exclusive, I think. I think so. So um, we've I've already talked to Hunter Batten about putting the bracket together, and then the three of us we just need to send suggestions for toys. So he mm-hmm. he's not very biased in his picks. 
Um, Speaking of 100th episode questions, yeah, Hunter Batten would like to know when is Hunter Batten gonna be back on? <laughs> we'll figure it out. Maybe At least the toy don't, don't, yeah. don't, don't worry about it, Hunter. Yeah. Don't worry about don't it. Don't worry about it. So we'll, uh, we'll figure that out. Uh, so stay tuned for all that. But we're excited that you're with us today. Um, wherever you're listening to us, uh, we're very excited. Maybe you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify or Stitcher. Um, but wherever it is, we want you to please subscribe to us. Mm-hmm. You know, add to our subscriber numbers. And then rate and review our podcast. And on Apple, uh, I don't know how we look on Spotify, but I don't know on Apple, all we have are five-star reviews. So why would you want to break that up? Exactly. Yeah. Why would you want to mess with perfection? Why would you want to mess? Give us another fiber. Yeah, exactly. What? Fiber. Oh, fiber. I, like fiber. I thought you said fiber. Fiber. It helps our diet. It does help it our diet. It does help our diet. <laughs> that doesn't help your Google We're getting to be of that age where we have to start thinking about, you know, you supplementing high things fiber like that. diets. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's right. Oh, my goodness. Or some Metamucil. Less sugar and carbs and more fiber. Protein. Goodbye, Frosty Flakes. Hello, Fiber One. (laughs) So sad. Please please rate and review us. Um, All that to say. Not based on our fiber choices. Fiber stars, please. With a five. (laughs) Good old fiber star. Star review. And, you know, leave us a nice little comment. Or a mean one. I mean, just give us a review, please. It helps Mm -hmm. the algorithms and stuff like that. If you're going to say this podcast sucks, give it a five star. Please Mm -hmm. do. Yeah. You know? Just pretend you're commenting on how great your comment is about. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook, uh, on Instagram, What the What Media. All one word. All one word. All one word. Um, so type that into your search engine and it will pop up as uh, something you can follow. We're on Twitter at WTW underscore media. Um, please share with your friends. Uh, you can also follow us on YouTube as well. And if we get up to like a high enough subscriber count on YouTube, we can start monetizing. Um, which may even like, m- you know, motivate us to put more YouTube content out. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe. So uh, if we're making money off it, we might as well. So um, we'd appreciate, you know, just a nice little follow on YouTube as well. Um, so this is where we talk about what we're doing today, and this is actually the first episode, like I mentioned earlier, of our holiday themed season. Mm-hmm. And in the past, we've done. A lot of music episodes. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're our most popular. Some would they say they are so. our most, according to the numbers, according to the data, to the mm-hmm. data research marketing firm that we hired ourselves. Uh-huh. Yes, mm-hmm. the music episodes are the most popular episodes. That's right. We've done love songs. Mm-hmm. We've done breakup songs. Mm-hmm. We've done mixtape songs. Mm-hmm. We've mm-hmm. done Christmas songs. Yep, my fave. We've mm-hmm. done Disney songs. Mm-hmm. Classic. And so mm-hmm. many music episodes. Um, today, we're getting in touch with our spooky side. This was mm-hmm. a great topic suggested. I think suggested by Ashby. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's good to set the tone yep. of the holiday theme season, mm-hmm. you know? And honestly, if I was a witch, I would be a fall witch. Like, this is the season that I draw my power from. Like, this is when I'm at the peak mm-hmm. of my whateverness. Like, I just, I love Halloween. I love Christmas. I'm currently wearing pumpkin earrings. I have on a Sanderson Mm -hmm. sister shirt. Like, you will see me, hopefully we're going to do some social media throughout this season, and you will see me show up themed 
to every episode, and Absolutely. that is a promise. Well, Let's just say, I mean, it's the best time of year. You know, fall it is. is fall yes. is the best. It, time of year. North Carolina has like the weather gods have graced us for this beginning of this, you know, recording season mm-hmm. with false fall. So it's like fifty five degrees yep. outside last we night. We have three more weeks of summer after this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we will get to real. That's why it's false fall, which will last two days. <laughs> And then we'll straight to winter. Yep. Straight to winter. Or we'll be wearing shorts on Christmas. We don't know. It's yeah. one or the Could other. Could go either one. way. Mm-hmm. But today's episode is our favorite Halloween songs. Yes. Um, great topic. Uh, we are taking a deep dive into Halloween songs. We didn't even get to do the deep dive thing. Um, mm-hmm. Look at us growing up. Um, <laughs> next week we're doing a rated R movie. <laughs> this week we're not screaming deep dive. Just so many grown up things here. Mm-hmm. New, um, fresh, different. Wow. Exciting. Yes. Yay. Yay. You know, Ashby's finally drove this podcast straight off the cliff ratings. Synergy, <laughs> yes. So we are talking Halloween songs today. And uh, basically the idea is what songs get you in the mood for Halloween. Mm-hmm. And I saw some great suggestions on the social media. We'll get into some of those. Some that I didn't even consider would be mm-hmm. Halloween songs. Right. Um, but they're, they are absolutely, they hit them thematically there. Um, but we'll go from left to right. We'll start with Ashby with her first song. Um, she'll explain why you know it hits her in the Halloween fields. Yeah, Ashby, start us off. So one of the reasons I like spooky season songs is because I feel like with Christmas, there's a pretty good definition of like what makes a Christmas song. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's some you can kind of, you know, bob and weave out of the lines a little bit, mm-hmm. but a Christmas song is a Christmas song is a Christmas song for the most part. Mm-hmm. But Halloween, you do have very specific Halloween songs that either revolve around, you know, Halloween themes or Halloween movies, soundtrack songs. But then you can also argue that there are songs you listen to year round that have that sort of like spooky feel to them Mm -hmm. that also make a really good spooky season song. And I tried with my choices to pick songs that you can listen to year round, um, but that are also, you know, that give me a definite like vibe, like when the weather gets cooler Mm -hmm. and you start decorating for Halloween, these songs have a certain tone to them that put me in the mood. Okay. Nice. So the first one I'm going to talk about is called The Death and Resurrection Show by The Killing Joke. And it is on the Covenant soundtrack. So once again, I feel like a broken record sometimes when I say things like, the movie's not great, mm-hmm. but the soundtrack is a banger. Sure. <laughs> so we've talked about that with Queen of the Damned. I've probably talked about it specifically with The Covenant before. The Covenant is one of my go-to, you know, B-rated, and mm-hmm. maybe that's being kind, sort of like horror movies. Um, and it had a soundtrack. And it, it is honestly like there are some songs on it that are kind of like more instrumental um, but it has a certain kind of like rock vibe to it. And this is one of the first songs that ends up playing in one of the first scenes where they're sort of being chased by the police and they're using their powers to kind of evade mm-hmm. uh, law enforcement. And if anyone hasn't seen The Covenant, it's about a coven of four male teenage witches, basically. And this song has a really heavy drum beat. It has a lot of sort of like outdoor bonfire, religious theme, sort of lyricism to it. 
Um, and it's just a really, really fun song to listen to year round, but it definitely has a fall vibe to it for me. And because it's a part of the Covenant soundtrack, when I listen to the song, I can see scenes from the movie. And so it definitely has like a spooky vibe to it for me. Nice. Very good choice. I can't wait to uh, hear that one in full. Uh, So my first selection is, it immediately came to mind. Like whenever we started our texting this week and you're like, send me your songs and be thinking of your songs or whatever. It was a no-brainer. There was two that came to mind immediately. And this was the first one. Thriller by Michael Jackson. Of course. And when you hear this song, I mean, it's it's a bop, first of all. It is a fantastic song. Um, but if you've ever seen the music video, your mind immediately goes to the music video. Mm-hmm. Um, but the lyrics itself just promote a spooky halloween atmosphere. Um it's funny, when I was typing in uh, on Google just a second ago, uh, Thriller Halloween song, the first thing that popped up was, Thriller is not a Halloween song. <laughs> kind of like Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. And it's okay. Like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> calm down, guy. I, you and your hot take. Um, no, it doesn't explicitly mention Halloween, but Halloween doesn't mm-hmm. have to be mentioned for no. it to be a Halloween song. Um, uh, maybe a better terminology would be spooky season song. Sure. Um, and you hear you know, just these lyrics... It's close to midnight and something evil is lurking in the dark. Under the moonlight, you see a sight that almost stops your heart. Does that not sound scary to you? I'm scared. You try to scream, but terror takes the sound before you make it. You start to freeze as horror looks right you in between the eyes and you're paralyzed. Because this is a this is thriller. Thriller night. No one's going to save you from the beast about to strike. I mean... He Michael Jackson sings it really amazingly, mm-hmm. but this is a scary, spooky song. Mm-hmm. And then you have Vincent Price's voiceover at uh, iconic, um, uh, where he's uh, darkness falls across the land. The midnight hour is close at hand. Creatures crawl in search of blood. The terrorize y'all's neighborhood, and whoever shall be found without the sulfur getting down must stand and face the hounds of hell and rot inside a corpse's shell. Man. Oh, I mean, and what then, a voice! And mm-hmm. then he goes in, you know, the foul stenches in the air, the funk of 40,000 years, and grisly ghouls from every tomb are closing in to seal your doom. And though you fight to stay alive, your body starts to shiver, for no more, no mere mortal can resist the evil, the evil of, of the, the thriller. thriller. <laughs> <laughs> It is iconic and absolutely so good. A the whole time you've been song. the whole time you've been talking. I've just been like shuffling <laughs> my shoulders, doing like the dance Because if you've ne- like like Eric said, if you've never somehow in your life seen this, go to the music video. It plays along perfect with the song, but there's like just it's the whole also, dance and everything. With it's really I you know this is where our like we talk about the you know we are doing this podcast from a certain generational sure. standpoint. But if you talk to our parents' generation, mm-hmm. like my dad. Um, remembers that this was a television event. Like MTV said, we're going to premiere the Michael Jackson thriller video. Like this date, this time be in front of your TV. And he remembers sitting down and like watching it. That's awesome. Um, And it was, it was like an event. The music video costs $900,000 to make. And Michael Jackson made all that money back because he hired a documentary crew to also film the making of Thriller, which he then sold and sold a million copies in the first week. I mean, just... I need to watch that. Great marketing. Yeah, a business mastermind. 
Mm-hmm. Um, really iconic for his time and still iconic today. So that's my number one. Kyle, your number one. This one was really easy for me because I feel like if I think of Halloween, this is the first song that always comes to mind. And it's This is Halloween. <laughs> I was like, it's going to be This is Halloween. Mm-hmm. This is Halloween. 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 <laughs> this is Halloween. <laughs> um, it comes from a great movie, Nightmare Before Christmas. There could be some discussion here. Is this a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? It can be two it's, things. I think it's both. Uh, obviously, the lyrics is telling you this is Halloween, so it comes across as this is Halloween. But something I really love about this song is it takes it right from the movie. And so with that, if you've never seen Nightmare Before Christmas, you've got Jack Skellington that lives pretty much in this Halloween place. Like where all year long, you've got spooky people and spooky things. So everything's a little bit reversed. Like they love scary things. They love, you know, things that would be disgusting or creepy to us. You know, it's just their norm for them. Uh, But during the song, you have all these variety of characters that are singing and it described like they're describing themselves. So, Talking about the creepy things under your bed, the scary things, uh, just and they change the voices multiple times. So, along with like Tim Burton's just movie style, everything else, you've got this that goes along with it with just the creepiness of the voice and all the music behind it. Uh, there's another part I really like about this too, as being that this is a Disney like big song, popular song. Multiple people have done covers of it over the years. Uh, Eric really likes Panic at the Disco. They've done a version of it, and honestly, it's pretty good. Um, it's different. You know, it's it's kind of similar to the main one, and it's just the guy's voice, and it's a little bit different. Uh, but there's another one that, if you want the spooky version of things, listen to Marilyn Manson's version of it. Because, honestly, it's just, I don't know if it's the fact that it's Marilyn Manson. You automatically think it's spookier. But it's definitely in the way he does it with the voice and the music and instruments that are used to do his version. It's definitely creepier than the original. But um, for Halloween songs, I feel like you can throw all three in there. And it's a good first choice for me, anyway. Awesome choice. We're, we're really hitting hard here. Ashby, your number two selection, please. So this is a little bit more on the nose. Um, you know, as anyone who listens to the podcast knows, Eric and I are big musical fans. Fives. Give him a fiver. Yes. So my second selection is the song, The Phantom of the Opera. Mm-hmm. From the movie The Phantom of the Opera. So I'm I'm honestly I feel like this song speaks for itself. You even if you're not a huge musical fan or you're not a huge spooky music fan, you have heard at least the theme music to Phantom of the Opera, which is played mostly in this particular song. The mm-hmm. you know, it's like Takata and Fugue or whatever. It's a, a operatic l- line that is a very, very well known. Uh, instrumental piece Mm -hmm. and um, I just I love the Phantom of the Opera I've seen it on Broadway I've seen the 2004 you know movie which is probably what most people our age Mm -hmm. when you think of Phantom of the Opera you think of that movie with Gerard Butler as the Phantom I actually think of the time that Eric was going as Phantom of the Opera that's right he forgot his mask he forgot his mask and they painted some camo paint or color Uh, it was it was like, or a camo paint or something, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did not match at all. Very if you're not upsetting. sure we're talking about, go back to our previous Halloween episodes yeah. years yeah. ago. Um, so anyway, I not you know not a lot to say about this. I think it, it speaks for itself. It is definitely a menacing song, but also you know has that sort of like operatic 
tones and themes in it. It's basically about her, Christine, learning from the Phantom and, and, you know, but also kind of being stalked by him. It's just really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so that's my, that's my second choice. Great choice. Well, let's go for something a little more lighthearted here. Uh, my second choice is the Monster Mash. Nice. They did the mash? He well, did the monster, monster mash. mash. The Monster Mash. It was a graveyard smash. They did the mash. It caught on a flash. The Monster mm. Mash. He did the Monster Mash. Oh. <laughs> Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? <laughs> <laughs> So this is literally just a fun Halloween song. I mean, it's literally talking about uh, like Frankenstein, Doctor Frankenstein, and creating Frankenstein's monster. Uh, I was working the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. For my monster from the slab began to rise, and suddenly, to my surprise, he did the mash. <laughs> really great sound effects too. I mean, it is the bubbling mm-hmm. and the, yeah. Um, they include so many different iconic, like scary types of uh, characters. You have the zombies were having fun. The party had just begun. The guests included Wolfman, Dracula, and his son. Uh, the scene was rocking. All were digging the sounds. Igor on the trains, backed by his baying hounds. The coffin bangers were about to arrive with their vocal group, the Crypt Kicker Five. <laughs> I love it. And they played the mash. Mm-hmm. They played the monster mash. Uh, I mean, just... Well, like you said, it, it's fun. It's compared fun. to some of the other Halloween you think yeah, scarier right It's not necessarily right scary. It's yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah it's great. It and... I mean, it's been immortalized on the game Just Dance, mm-hmm. um, where they have a Frankenstein character doing the dance there, and at the end he takes his head off, which is really fun. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, but it's just, it's a really fun song. Um, it kind of like, it's its spooky, but like in the fun mm-hmm. way. Um, I can absolutely see this being played at like Halloween parties. Sure. You know, like to kind of get people on the dance floor type mm-hmm. thing. Um, just like Thriller. Mm-hmm. Um, just, there's really not much to say about it. I mean, it's just, a, it's an iconic Halloween song, and it, Instantly makes me feel like, okay, it's Halloween season. Mm-hmm. So. Great choice. And then we can do the mash. <laughs> the, monster the monster mash. mash. The monster mash. <laughs> it was my graveyard smash. And you can <laughs> <Nice>. mash. <laughs> You'll catch on in a flash. Mon- monster mash. <laughs> then you get the monster, monster mash. <laughs> mash. <laughs> All right. Number three. Uh, you're number two, Kyle. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, going back to scary again. I'll. This one is one that's similar how Phantom of the Opera is just a musical part. This one is the Halloween theme from John Carpenter's Halloween. Uh, growing up, I never really watched a ton of scary movies, but Erica, my wife, is a huge scary movie fan. Halloween being one of her biggest ones. Um, seeing all the movies, can't t- count how many times we've done like marathons where we watch all of them over a weekend. Uh, but this song in general, even before I ever saw the movie, you knew the song. And it was one of those things that it was put out there in commercials or just radio or just anything in life, probably other movies that like represent scary parts. Um, but it is one of those songs. There's no words. There's no anything. It's mostly a piano. Listening back to it, trying to be a little bit more specific yesterday, I felt like there's like some synth things that add in yeah, some different Yeah, there's some notes. kind of like shutter noise yeah. that makes it creepier somehow. It is. And I was listening to it, like trying to find a different version, or like the main version, I guess, to play it. And multiple versions came up, but I kept trying to find the original because if you're listening to it like on your phone, you're hearing more than I feel like you may hear in the theater. Because as soon as like the point they put up on the phone, there's constantly like a beat in the background already that reminds you of a heartbeat, like yes. near about. Yes. And so it automatically, when you listen to this, your heart rate kind of goes up. It gives you that little bit of a creepy feeling. Right. Uh, but it is one. And as it progressively goes, there's a lot of like whole notes that are just like boom. Right. You know, throughout mixed in with the piano. So. 
definitely it's a Halloween one for sure. Uh, I also feel like that like that yeah. shutter noise mm-hmm. also sounds like like scrabbling. Yep. Which to me in a horror movie there is no like more horrifying sound than like a scuttling noise, yep. and I'm just like, Whoa. especially when you don't know what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that's the one for me. Uh, like I said, it's really honestly pretty simple. But I remember, because you went with Erica and I had to see it at um, the Draft House, right? You did. And it was just something really cool about seeing the most recent one at Draft House, like in the theater together. I'd like to see the new one there, too, honestly. We should. Like, um, We've been planning to do it for a while. I don't think I've seen any of the Halloween movies. I think that particular series missed me somehow. Well, so. the, the thing is, like, even if you had not seen any of the previous Halloween movies, mm-hmm. and it, it had been a while since I've only seen, like, the first one. Right. I think H2O as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, at the Draft House, they didn't, you know, your previews were not really previews. They were, like, fun facts about the movie. Yeah. Like, it was like, okay. you know, like, what you, like, it even told you, what do you need to know about this movie before going to see this? Like, you don't mm-hmm. worry about seeing Halloween 5 or 6 or 3 or 4 or whatever because they're not really important to this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the really cool thing about going to see stuff at the draft house. They just, for every movie, they give you history of, like, yeah. you know, what, what what it entails and what you need to be prepared for, which is pretty cool. So, so definitely recommend that. It's cool, like, because they are coming out with another one. Just to hear that blaring over the loudspeakers in a movie theater just is even more so getting your chills up your spine and such. But going on to the next one. All right, your third choice, Ashby. So my third choice, of course, I had to rep for, you know, my band Delta Ray. Mm -hmm. And they have sort of, like when people ask me to define Delta Ray, I'm like, well, I mean, they have like upbeat, happy, light songs. But for the most part, I would define them as like a gothic millennial Fleetwood Mac. Is, I can see is that. what their tone is, yeah, I, I think. That. And they have quite a few what I would consider spooky songs that are really sort of tales being told. And they have a witch theme that is a through line across multiple albums where there's multiple songs sort of about like a witch. And um, it's just really interesting. So I it was hard for me to choose one, right? Because they mm-hmm. have one called bottom of the river they have one called come back alive they have one called um i will never die they have one called the beast um there's a more upbeat one called dance in the graveyards which is about death being a celebration of life instead of sad Mm -hmm. but i decided to choose hitch a ride and hitch a ride is a storytelling song sort of like in the vein of the the old sort of like folklore songs Mm -hmm where the person singing is telling her story as the narrator, as this woman who fell in love with an abusive man and um, ended up killing him and now walks the highways as sort of like a phantom traveler killing men who are unfaithful. And so it's a, it's a, it's sort of based on the folklore legend of the woman in white or the weeping mm-hmm. woman who you see hitchhiking on a road and then, you know, killing men in their cars or whatever. And um, I think the Spanish version of the myth is La Lorena. And there's also a movie mm-hmm. about her. The so, yes. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's all kind of like there's multiple folklore legends in different cultures about the woman in white, but it's all based in the same sort of mythology. Um, and so Hitch a Ride, it just has like this sort of 
spooky, you know, the, the way that they use the music to sort of weave in with the story. It's just really well done. Um, and it definitely will put you in the mood for like a, a spooky season. Um, and I also like the very end of it, the lyrics, she sort of does this like talk thing at the end um, where she says, um, <clears throat> uh, let's see, we're all running from something, leaving something behind, always another car coming when we hitch a ride. We're all picking up strangers, just trust the look in their eyes. Um, we don't know we're in danger when we hitch a ride. It's a really yeah. good song. So even if you don't dive headfirst into Delta Ray, I would recommend you know giving that song a listen. Nice. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Can't wait to dive into that for sure. All right, so my third option and my third choice here is by Stevie Wonder. It is Superstition. <laughs> and I fully believe that part of the reason that our songs um, episodes are so popular is because we sing on them. So this is a song made to sing. So you're going to sing now? We're going to sing this, yes. Like it's very superstitious. <laughs> Writings on the wall. Very superstitious. Ladders about to fall. 13-month-old baby. Broke the looking glass. Seven years of bad luck. The good things in your past. When you believe in things that you don't understand and you suffer. Superstition ain't the way. And uh, so, like, this was not a song that really came to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started doing some research and it came up and it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because uh, the idea of being superstitious or superstition is the belief uh, or reverence for the supernatural. It's a wildly held, but not exactly rational belief in supernatural influences leading to good or bad luck. So just in the examples he mentioned in that first verse, you know, a ladder's about to fall. Walking underneath a ladder is considered bad luck. 13-month-old baby. 13 is an unlucky number in the Chinese culture. Breaking the looking glass. So breaking a mirror is supposed to give you seven years of bad luck. Um, so many different uh, superstitious things mentioned in the, the songs. And it talks about how the good things are in your past. Well, when you have bad luck, then everything you know, right. that was good right. is behind you now. Um, you know, there's so many uh, references to the supernatural and just the idea of uh, bad luck coming because you didn't do uh, a ritual correctly. To me, that speaks Halloween. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, that speaks spooky season. Right. Um, it's also interesting, though, because this song, I feel like he's also saying, you know, when he says superstition ain't the way, mm-hmm. if you believe the superstition, then is it a self-fulfilling prophecy? Like, exactly. do you yes. have seven years of bad luck because you believe you should mm-hmm. or because you're actually cursed with seven years yeah. of bad luck? When it says when you believe in things that you don't understand. That's right. When you suffer. And you don't. Superstition is literally an irrational belief. It's not. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make logical sense. It doesn't follow. But so when you believe in those things that don't make logical sense, then yeah, you're going to suffer because, like she said, it's possibly self fulfilling prophecy at that point. Um, but superstition ain't the way. You know, says don't believe in that junk. So, um, yeah, fun song to me. And yeah, just, Stevie Wonder super is, just, fun. is just really good, and I just really wanted to sing. So. Very funky nice. yeah. sound to it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's my number three. 
Uh, my third choice is one that, as a child, I didn't really, like I said, didn't really watch a ton of scary movies. So this is probably the closest thing that I got to watch as a scary movie. Uh, and it comes from the movie Ghostbusters. So the song is the Ghostbusters theme by Ray Parker Jr. Um, I know as a child this came out as a cartoon as well, and they used the song as the intro for the cartoon. But I know, I know at some point in my childhood I got to see the actual movies, which are definitely more scarier than the cartoon is. Uh, there's some other things more adult-themed in them as well. But um, I'm pretty sure I got to see that because right alongside being a Giant Ninja Turtle fan, I also was a huge Ghostbusters fan. So I think with it being a movie, my mom let me watch it. But it's just a fun song that, honestly, I never really thought too deep into the lyrics of anything. It's just, you know, it literally is just describing kind of what the Ghostbusters are doing. There's something strange in your neighborhood. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters! And that just proves the point right there is there's this entire generation that if you pick up the phone and say, who are you going to call? Your automatic response is Ghostbusters. Now, there's tons of people now that probably are younger than us that have no clue what we're talking about. No, no, they do. They also well, don't true. understand what picking up a phone is. Yeah, they, that's they don't. True. Yeah, that's but true. But they do because Ghostbusters has been immortalized on Just Dance. Okay, well, and, there you go. Uh, I know because for the past two weeks, we've used that song uh, in the PE in the classroom nice. to dance with. So I tell them you can pick one of the three Ghostbusters to dance as, or you can dance a Slimer. Nice. And That's a great choice. Yes. Always choose Slimer. Always choose Slimer. Thank you for doing a great job and of letting the younger generations know. Yeah, thanks for bringing them up right. Mm-hmm. Every student at my school has heard this song over the past two weeks. So You're changing lives. I'm afraid of no ghosts. Mm-mm. If there's something weird and it don't look good, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters! So good. Not to like jump off the songs, but just to throw it out there. Don't they are coming out with a new song or yes. a new movie. Yes, it's that got actually the kid looks from good. Stranger Things in it. It does. Uh, it, it actually looks, looks really good. Um, I can't remember his name, and I should, but originally, like the, I think it's the son of the original director, producer, or whatever is putting it out. I'm sorry for all you great people out there. They're like, you're supposed to be a, a podcast that knows things. But oh, it's like, yeah. no, don't. I, oh, no, we've never claimed to know anything. I even watched That's the, your bad assumption. I watched yeah. the Ghostbusters episodes of the movies that made mm. us, and I can't remember yeah. who directed it. So Ghostbusters Afterlife, um, I believe is the name of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it is going to be directed by Jason Reitman. Yeah. Who's the son okay. of the originals, Ghostbusters, and okay. Ghostbusters 2 producer, Ivan Reitman. Yeah. Ivan Reitman. Okay, there we go. And it's the same where, like, They've been trying and trying and trying to make a new Ghostbusters movie for a very long time. Or at least it's been out there. Scripts have been out there. Right. Um, Dan Aykroyd has tried or you know been a part of that. Bill Murray didn't want to be a part of it anymore. Um, he barely showed up the first time. Yes, yeah, true. To be honest. Yeah. I mean, I love Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. But, but um, I know they've at least talked him into making appearance in this one. Um, I love the shout out to Ghostbusters in the movie Casper. Yeah. When Dan Aykroyd shows up. And he gets so scared, he runs out of the house, and he says, who are you going to call? Somebody, Somebody else. <laughs> yes. Oh, what a good movie, also. And then like, the other guy. a deep dive on, oh, wait, we did two years ago. Oops. <laughs> Go check that one out in the archives, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. I also love that opening scene where uh, it's the other guy. <laughs> now I'm thinking about my eighth grade graduation. Oh, my God. But anyway. I'll make a wish for you. I hope it will come true. The life will just be kind to such a gentle mind. If you lose your way, think back on yesterday. Remember me this way. Remember me.
God, Casper. That's Does one that could have made the list. I was thinking, like, you technically yeah. could throw that on here now. Honorable mentions, Ashby. Oh <laughs> Bless. So I already mentioned some uh, Delta Ray honorable mentions, but some other ones that made the list, Rhiannon by Fleetwood Mac, uh, The Time Warp from Rocky Horror For Picture sure. Show, Monster by Chris Allen. He won American Idol one season, and you would not think that any kind of like creepy song would come out of Chris Allen, but he has a song off his like second or third album just called Monster, and it's so good because he's using like monster movie, like horror lyrics to do a metaphor for getting into a relationship and then realizing that you're with an abusive partner Mm -hmm. or with someone who's going to like basically chew up and spit you out and break Mm -hmm. your heart. And it's, it's got a really good like beat to it. It's got some of that like creepy kind of bell music. It's really good actually. Um, so anyway, those were some of my honorable mentions. Question is Bohemian Rhapsody. A spooky season song? I don't I mean, know. It has the elements to me. He just killed a man. Yeah. You know? Uh, it mentions Beelzebub, uh, who's uh, like a devil type char- character. I'll allow it. I mean... I feel like... I think this is... Like, Halloween songs is a lot more broad than Christmas is. Christmas songs are very, like... You know it's that type of season. Like, Ashby was talking about earlier. a bell. Yeah, right. <laughs> but like I think jingle, some kind like of jingle. jingle. I think with Halloween, like it's so, especially as you said earlier, like spooky type songs or that. I think it's a personal thing. Like what comes to mind, like if you were to put that playlist together, where you take songs that thematically could be considered, you know, a spooky I mean, season I think song. It, I think it maybe it has it doesn't have the spirit of a spooky song, but it has the elements of a spooky song mm-hmm. necessarily. Mm-hmm. But um, but I'll allow it. Um, because you brought it up. I no, did. I'll allow it. <laughs> yeah, we'll allow it. <laughs> well, this is this is new season, Ashby. I'll allow it. This okay. Is yes. um, a Nightmare on My Street by Will Smith mm-hmm. um, is one of you know when he was doing the Fresh Prince stuff. Um, this was literally like a, a, a rap about him watching a Nightmare on Elm Street, mm-hmm. um, and it's very cheesy, but it has like just such a great beat in the back or sound in the back, and it just it's really good to me. Um, but yeah, I'll go with those as my honorable mentions. Cool. Oh, and one more. Um, this one, the song necessarily not so much, but the music video for sure. Panic at Disco's um, The Emperor's... Um, oh, um, I don't have it listed here. Um, and I can't remember. Emperor's New Clothes, I think. New Clothes. Yeah. Um, no, that's a that's a... That's not the name of the song at all. Hang on. New Groove. No, that's, that's, a Disney that's movie. the name of the movie. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, Pull the lever! <laughs> Wrong lever! <laughs> no, it is Emperor's New Clothes. That's <laughs> by Panic at the Disco. Emperor's New Clothes. And um, just to um, give you some lyrics there, um, it says, Welcome to the end of airs. Ice has melted back to life. I've done my time and served my sentence. You dressed me up just to watch me die. Um if it feels good, it tastes good, it must be mine. Dynasty decapitated, you might just see a ghost tonight. Um, and okay. literally, like, in the song, there's this guy. And it's actually part of a three, like, a, this is really cool. So, um, this song was, like, um, they have, like, three music videos to three different songs that don't seem connected, but when you put them together, they are connected. So, there's one song where there's a guy who, you know, is dying on, like, a gurney. Um, and then he, you know... He ends up dying or whatever. Um, and the beginning of that, or the end of that song plays at the beginning of this music video. And the guy's literally descending to the underworld and becoming a demon in this music video. 
And then there's a third song that came out after this where it shows how he got killed or how he got input in the hospital in the first place. And they're all connected together. It's really cool if you watch them back to back to back. You can see like the evolution of the uh, story of this guy who, you know, is, you know, having a good Saturday night and all of a sudden he gets hit in the head and now he's in the hospital and he dies. Now he's literally going to the underworld and he becomes a demon. So, <laughs> spooky okay. song. Emperor's New Clothes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Fun. Um, first one for me that honestly was close to me making my list is I Put a Spell on You by Bette Miller from Hocus Pocus. Yes. Uh-huh. I feel like it's definitely one that's... I put a spell on you. And now you're mine. Because you're mine. Um, there's a couple more. Uh, the Adams Family theme. It's not one that I necessarily like, love or anything, but it's definitely a spooky-themed show, and I think you talk about Halloween, it comes up. Uh, another one that maybe you may not know by name, but if you've ever been to Disney or at least seen stuff about the Haunted Mansion... A uh, grim grinning ghost from the haunted mansion. It's the song that kind of plays throughout that. Uh, if you look it up, you at least when you hear it, you probably sounds familiar enough to something you've heard before. Um, but if that's all the ones you guys have, we'll jump to social media and see what everybody else had. Cool. Sounds great. Cool. Uh, we threw this out there just to see what you guys would have to say. Hunter Batten says thriller and monster mash two that uh, have already been chosen, but also definitely great choices. Uh, and, I open the old book up on Facebook, and then, uh, you know, I do that, and everything re I know one, so. I think it was Manda Gaddis. Don't you steal this from me. Don't you steal it. Who mentioned... Don't you do it. I will do it. it. You're taking your... Don't you do it. You're taking your it. sweet time. It's she happening. mentioned, I want candy. No, you stole it. I stole it. You stole it. I did. Ah. Bye, bye, bye. That's the one that like was like, okay, I never thought of this as a Halloween song. Never. I did not think of I Want Candy by, I guess, would it be Bow Wow or Little Bow Wow? Was it Bow Wow? It was Bow Wow at the time. Yeah. And so... Although he was not the original. That's true. He was not. No. But the version that stood out to her is that... And it made me think this morning, uh, we know Eric's favorite is either Three Musketeers or Milky Way, but what about you, Ashby? What's your favorite Halloween candy? (laughs) Snickers. Eric just had a face. Snickers. If you're not sure why Eric would be upset about that, please review to our previous podcast about... Favorite Halloween candy. Or Skittles or Reese's. It's great choices. Eric, would you like to mention a, a real true favorite, not some disgusting thing like Three Musketeers and Milky Way? Ashby, do you hear anything? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like someone's talking, but I don't hear them anymore. Can't. Can't mm-hmm. understand. Now you know how Rihanna felt when we were talking or singing earlier. <laughs> she was like, something bad is happening. I feel it. <laughs> Twix, Sour Patch Kids, Skittles, all are great. So. Reese's for me. No, Reese's all day. Uh... Amanda also said, I put a spell on you, any cover, but especially Bette Midler, Monster Mash, Dance in the Graveyard, Delta Ray, Black Magic Woman by Santana, Hex Girl from Scooby-Doo, and Halloween Song by Tim Curry. Uh, Zach Stroud said, this is Halloween. Let's see. And I think that was mostly it. We did a real quick brief thing. Um, and also, we really hadn't, we've been active a lot lately on our social media, so definitely be sure to check it out. Um not so much specific episode things, but just having fun with things. And so posting lots of fun things throughout the weeks. Awesome but thanks for joining in on this. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. And thank you for joining us on this journey today. Our first episode back in season one. Next week we're discussing the movie Scream. Rated R. Came out in 1996. It's 25 years old this year. Uh, we'll be talking about its impact and, um, and its legacy over the past 25 years and everything it did right because it did so many things right. For sure. Um, thank you to Ricky Lyles for his contributions to our podcast over the years. Thank you for listening. And we hope that you join us next week. Until next time, 
Stay as cool as the other side of the pillow. And we'll see you next time. Bye. On the What the What Podcast. Bye.